0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Okay, and we're live. Trump heading into South Carolina. And it goes over. I don't know. It is kind of, kind of anticlimactic. Kind of not. I don't know. Sort of hit like a thud. I'd guess you'd say. And he's here, and he has some fans. And here's how The Hill reported it. And you know, you know, it's weird to me. Trump came through South Carolina. And <laughs> Trump came through South Carolina. And he didn't go on talk radio. No contact with us, or I mean, this would be the way you'd reach your base. Um, and I think it's probably because and I know it's gotten back to them, it's been some criticism from me of him. And my main criticism, I mean, my you know, my husband and I over two elections donated five hundred dollars to the guy in, you know, twenty sixteen, twenty twenty small donations, like I told everybody to do. And he did a great job as president economically, best economic times we've ever lived in. But, you know, I've been asking the question for the last year, you can't fight the swamp if you keep endorsing the swamp and putting the swamp back in power. You, you, you can't do that. So, you know, how, what is the play? You're either with the swamp or you're not. We could have taken Kevin McCarthy out in a primary at Trump endorsed him. And we could have um, taken Kevin McCarthy out in the speaker's race. And Trump said he wasn't endorsing him after I made drudge for what I said about that. And then he said, okay, he was endorsing him. And then he came out strongly for Kevin McCarthy. Well, I mean... The, 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 that's I, the, the, McCarthy is Trump's biggest enemy and the, the Republican leadership. I mean, Trump endorsed Mitch McConnell and then racially slurred his wife and called him a ride Well, again, Mitch McConnell is back because you endorsed him during the primary. It's just more really, really bad decision-making where I can't figure out if he's with the swamp or he's fighting the swamp and I finally lost it. And and I'm and suffering a great deal of confusion. I, I just, I don't know, I don't understand what the message is anymore. And I hate to say it, but his appearance in Colombia was textbook for what I'm talking about here. I mean, you either went to swamp or you're fighting a swamp. I mean, like, pick one. I don't care. This rocketed around the internet. Trump... On stage, Lindsey's standing behind him. This is the same Lindsey Graham who assured us last week that Joe's classified doc scandal, it's its no big deal. Everybody loves Joe. We all love Joe. It's going to come to nothing. But didn't say that about Trump. See what I'm saying? I mean, this keep, this is just like, I'm not even sure if Lindsey's on Trump's side. Like, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I know he was on stage, But if you look at what he's been saying, I just I'm not real concrete sure about that. And and being continuing to be friends with people who are trying to take you down is the way you get taken down. And there doesn't seem to be any learning curve for Trump. It gets worse. So he's standing there on the stage. I mean, you can practically see the knives in his back from Lindsey Graham. And he's saying, maybe I'll go, you know, I'm going to go after rhinos too. I mean, you're saying that with Lindsey Graham behind you, backing you. And Lindsey Graham is laughing as you were saying it. Take a listen. You, can, you can't see Lindsey laugh, but you have to picture it's radio. But here, I mean, here's the, this is what rocketed around the internet.
0: The 2024 election is our one shot to save our country. And we need a leader who is ready to do that on day one. We need a fighter who can stand up to the left, who can stand up to the swamp, Stand up to the media. Stand up to the deep state. Am I allowed to say stand up to the rhinos too? I think we can say that. I think we can say that.
2: And as he's saying that, Lindsey Graham is laughing in the background. Okay, under understand something from it. Stand up to swamp. What did Lindsey Graham literally just do? A month ago this week. What did Lindsey Graham just do? He voted for the omnibus. Which outlawed, outlawed, allowing even a single cent of the budget to be used for border enforcement. Outlawed it. Can't do it. Can only be used for transportation. The funding that is in that specific, it's not all funding, it's the funding in that specific bill at the border. In other words, to move the illegals into the interior. Lindsey Graham, his bud, I mean, Trump has been terrorized by the FBI. Lindsey Graham gave them a raise in that omnibus bill. He not only gave them a raise, took away any power to rein in the FBI in that omnibus bill, making sure they got a billion-dollar raise, they got a shiny new headquarters, um, and they could have limited the FBI's activities in a myriad of ways, including stopping the censorship, stopping them you know, going after Trump, stopping all of this. They did not. So, I mean, Lindsey Graham has put a fresh knife in Trump's back. Not only that... But the omnibus bill also funded the Department of Justice's investigation into Trump, the documents classified scandal. They put extra money specifically in the bill, which Lindsey Graham voted for in the Senate for that. So as you see in the coming year, this investigation, terrorization of Trump going on, the Mar-a-Lago raid, they gave them $100 million to continue with all of that and go after Trump, okay? Okay. So Lindsey Graham's standing behind him on the South Carolina stage. And I'm like, wow, is he putting mini daggers in? That hurt. That looks like that hurts. And I'm watching that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand a plan here. I don't get it. And I think that is why Trump was not on our station, because those are the questions that I would ask. And I don't think he can answer them. I think he's avoiding me. And he's avoiding the station. Because we've asked some genuine questions. Why are you cavorting with the enemy when the enemy continues to hurt you? When the enemy ends up showing up on your front lawn for a raid, uh, you know, brought about by Joe Biden's administration for what Joe Biden is actually doing. And Lindsey Graham gives them a raise and an extra budget to go after you. It's a general investigation. It's, It's Trump classified documents January 6th. Don't imagine Lindsey was laughing. I bet he finds this very funny. It is actually kind of funny if you step back from it. But to me, it was, you know, it was case A. It was evidence A. Exhibit A. Trump doesn't get it. It's not going to change. Nothing's going to change. He going not put the swamp back in charge, and I'm not with the swamp anymore, and America's not with the swamp. Majorities of Democrats, independents, Republicans, just normals. We're not with the swamp anymore. And Trump is increasingly with the swamp. So I just like I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't get it. I, and, and, and you just gave me exhibit A there to really not get it. I mean, Lindsey Graham, we're not even six weeks from him stabbing Trump in the back and he's standing on the stage behind Trump telling us he's going to, Trump says he's going to go after the rhinos. with well, the biggest one standing behind you, he just stabbed you in the back. And not only did he stab Trump in the back, he stabbed all of us in the back. The point of Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and the other Republican leaders in the Senate going along. This is the Democrats' budget. They rammed it down our throats in December so that the people we elected in the House, the House is supposed to write the budgets, um, could not do it in January. So the FBI couldn't be reined in. The DOJ couldn't be reined in. Joe Biden can't be reined in. We can't get the documents we need. We can't investigate. We can't do any of it. Lindsey Graham made sure of that with that omnibus budget. And who to take the power away from his own party make sure the Democrats retained it, make sure we're living under the Democrats' budget uh, through September. And who is standing behind Trump? It's Lindsey. I'm like, why I get more Lindsey? Is that what I get if I vote for you? I want my money back. I want my $500 back. I'm not doing this anymore. As they would say on in living color, homie, don't play that. So that's where we are today. Got more coming up on the Alex Murdaugh trial. I I don't know about you. Do you ever read about the Salem witch trials? Learned about them in school? Yeah. And your guilt or innocence was decided on, you know, your reactions, sometimes while being waterboarded. Any kind of trial. I don't like Alex Murdaugh. I don't like Alec Murdaugh. Any kind of trial, though, where you're on trial for your reaction to something that happened. I'm like, yeah, I'm a facts-based kind of person. Okay. Okay. Cool. But show me your forensic evidence. I don't want he cried. He didn't cry. He should have cried more. He cried less. He should have cried. I. I would. Oh, whatever. I don't know what the normal reaction to that kind of situation is. I don't think anybody in America, much less on a jury, does. Give me the facts. Get them to me now. That's what I want in the Alex Murdoch trial. We're gonna get all that. Uh, get to all that and the Super Bowl coming up. Well, we're going to jump on this segment with producer Tim. Looks like it's the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Those of you on Rumble? There is uh, producer Tim. We call him Tim One. We've got a producer Tim Two. We got a Two Point Oh Two. All right, so Tim, uh, it'll be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the, the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Takes place in just two weeks. I can't believe it's already Super Bowl time. Yeah,
1: t- time flies, right?
2: Yeah, it does. Okay, so. Uh, the the Chiefs squeaked by the Cincinnati Bengals twenty three to twenty. That's a mm-hmm. that that's a squeaker. Tell me what you think is going to happen here.
1: Ooh, it's going to be interesting because. Uh, both teams are really talented. Eagles kind of coming on strong this year. Uh, Jalen Hurts and company and the Philadelphia Eagles have, have looked really strong all year long. And it, um, and then, of course, Pat Patrick Mahomes. He, he's <laughs> he's one of the most talented, if not the best quarterback in the league right now. So this is going to be a fun matchup. It's uh, Eagles, um, in the playoffs, they've been dominant. It's a game against 49ers yesterday. Now, Brock Purdy for the 49ers went hurt. Or, excuse me, went out of the game hurt. So that, that, that definitely changed things. He was definitely having trouble throwing the football as well. And they also had their backup quarterback get hurt. So they kind of had to have Brock Purdy back, go back in, so that kind of changed the landscape of the game. But Eagles have been dominant so so far, but uh, that's been all because of the, they got the one seed and they've been at home, so they definitely had a home field advantage. So obviously in the Super Bowl, that that's not going to be the case. They're going to be playing in Glendale this year. So I'm um, I, I, I looking forward to for a, a lot of offense in the Super Bowl in two weeks, and I think it's really going to be a whole lot of fun.
2: Yeah, um, I, and you know, the, the worst thing to me is Super Bowl-wise is just if it's not – Competitive, you know, mm-hmm. it's you want you want to see a competitive Super Bowl. Um, if you had to pick it today, no pressure. Who wins? Uh, who wins that matchup? It's hard to pick against Patrick
1: Mahomes and the Chiefs, but I, I just the Eagles have been playing so well right now, and uh, with them, I just. The way that they play ball control offense, and it's just their offense is just clicking on cylinders. The defense is playing lights out. I have to go with the Eagles if I had to go right now, but I do, do got to look at uh, last night's game and stuff. And because I don't know if you've seen this, Tara, but like th- there's been a lot of st- talk on Twitter and everything. People are talking about how the in, the officiating for the AFC Championship game last night, br- br- like people pe- people are even talking about it to be investigated. Just that, just how bad it was. I didn't get to watch it because you know I had to go to bed early stuff, and I didn't really have a dog in the fight. But it was just there, there was a lot of drama l- l- last night as well so there's just I think the Chiefs were uh, did benefit from some really bad officiating last night so I, I do think the Eagles will ultimately t- take it home in two weeks but a lot of things can change
2: that's the kind of the gist of what I was hearing too I mean you know yeah. the Chiefs versus Bengals 10 times you know Bengals are going to win it sometimes Chiefs are going to win it sometimes and, and and you're right about the the officiating I didn't go deep into that but um, it, it could have gone either way so I there I think squeaked by the Cincinnati Bengals is a good way to describe the Chiefs this morning.
1: Yeah, it was a three-point game field goal in the last few seconds. Yeah, it definitely a squeaker and stuff. But, yeah, it, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and they were able to get revenge after last year. Or so,
2: Although, um, you know, I, I, I got to say, I always like to see what's going on in Vegas mm-hmm. because, you know, when people put their money down, Tim, they tend to have done their research, right? Oh, know yeah. what they're talking about. I mean, Chiefs are... Are opening his slight favorites right now, two and two in previous Super Bowl appearances. So that's people are going kind of with that. I don't know. What do you think about that as a strategy? Well, I think a lot
1: of it has to do with how talented Patrick Mahomes has been, in the best quarterback. When anytime you have the best quarterback in the league, that's definitely going to be an advantage. But just it. <sighs> I, I think that's what exactly what Vegas is looking at. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and company. The Chiefs actually lost their best playmaker, arguably, and Tyreek Hill to, to Miami this past offseason, and they really thought the offense was going to sputter this year, but they actually didn't miss a beat. In fact, they actually got better. So it's just a lot of those things where you got to keep in mind. The defense has been playing okay, been playing good enough, I guess. Uh, but it just I, I just think with the Eagles coming, they're clicking on all, on, on all cylinders. That's why I'm, I'm – I'm not surprised that Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are favored, but I, I really would put some money you know, on the Eagles right now just because of how well they're playing and how dominant they've looked.
2: And, um, why, well, you know, it, if, if you look at the the history of the Eagles, just flip it around, I mean, they've been to the Super Bowl three times, only won once against the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. So mm-hmm. they're, they're winning history not as good, but, you know, it's different people and
1: and th- that was a very famous game, too. That was a yeah. w- game where D- Doug Peterson pulled out the Philly special, so.
2: <laughs> um, Yeah, so we're going to have a uh, Brady-free Super Bowl, right? Thank goodness. Two
1: years in a row. It's hard to believe.
2: Yeah, I know. Poor Tom Brady. Did you see that interview? Wow, was it where he just degenerated into F-bombs, uh, yeah. asked about his future, so.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like ever since the divorce, he's been a, a very different guy. <laughs> yeah. So and then I also saw something where the divorce kind of had an effect of 15 pounds on him, which for him that's a lot, especially as a man in his 40s playing quarterback in the NFL. So right,
2: right. Um, and it it can't be helping that his um, recently ex-wife is now all over the tabloids with different men out on yeah that can <laughs> and that that'll uh, that'll frost you. Plus plus, I mean, let's look at what's going on with Brady. Um, I mean, they lost report, repeat reportedly a, a, a lot of money to, um, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried. I mean, they were deeply invested, both of them, in 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 that they were spokespeople for it. They're potentially facing legal ramifications, lawsuits for promoting it. Never mind, they were deeply invested. In it. Their money's gone. So, I mean, I can imagine the guy's under a lot of stress.
1: Yeah, and no wonder he's wanting to play till he's like fifty or something.
2: Well, yeah, but you know. I, doesn't he have – He's I don't know the update on this. Doesn't he still have that, like, $150 million um, commentary contract still hanging out there from his first supposed to but didn't retire? I think there's something out
1: there that, that yeah. d- definitely could um, make that happen with TV and stuff. But I don't even know if I would like to for, for that to happen just because Greg Olson and Fox, I mean, he's in that big-time big spot right now. I, I like him. I think he's done a great job, you know, but I, ultimately if, if Brady wants that, I think that it would be his, but – Ultimately, I, w- I would prefer to see Greg Olson stay in that spot. But, yeah, th- I'm pretty sure that that would be on the table. And, and I think any market or any t- TV network would be would be dumb to, to refuse Tom Brady at this point whenever he does decide to leave the football field and go into the booth.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking he, he he's going to be able to get at least the pauper salary of 50 mil, don't you think, like 50 a year? I mean, he's Tom oh, Brady. Yeah. I,
1: I, th- I think whatever he, uh, Tony Romo for CBS got, I think you can definitely expect something similar, if not even higher for Tom Brady. Yeah.
2: So maybe not the kind of money he's used to with endorsements, but uh, he'll be able to get by, right?
1: Oh, I think he'll be just fine.
2: Okay, good. So I don't have to worry. All right, producer Tim, thanks for joining us this morning to gear up for the Super Bowl. I can't believe it's already Super Bowl time, but it is. So crazy times. All right, we'll be right back in just a minute. Good morning on what is now a pre-Super Bowl show. Every show is a pre-Super Bowl show till the Super Bowl happens. It'll consume a lot of Americans' attention. So I want to think about things like this. Under Joe Biden, this is incredible. Under Joe Biden, 71% of Americans say the country is on the wrong track. That's according to an NBC poll. So you know it's not really 71%. It's more like 85 because those are so heavily weighted too make Democrats look good and they still can't make Democrats look good 71 percent of Americans say the country's on the wrong track um now here here's the choice listen to this asked to describe where America's headed in the next year more than two-thirds use negative words and phrases downhill wrong tra- these are the most popular downhill wrong track disaster hard times. uncertainty uncertainty was the best one y'all that's not good so bad that chuck todd of meet the press was actually forced to confess that quote this is their tweet like from their official twitter feed quote americans are losing confidence in their institutions all of them we live in unprecedented times we really do um, Fridays was the longest insane things podcast I have ever recorded. 10 insane things in a week. Normally I leave some on the cutting room floor. I could, I could, they, they were all too important. It was 37 minutes long. That's the longest podcast I've ever done. Cause that week was so insane. And one of the things I led the podcast with that, that broke ends of last week, this is a headline from Fox news. Okay. Fox business GDP report, Fox business. GDP report reveals ominous Great Depression warning sign not seen since
0: 1932.
2: Hmm. Well, what's that? The most troubling information in the GDP report, which, by the way, they claim that the economy grew by 2.9%. Sure, sure did, Joe. Yeah. But you can't even trust their economic stats anymore. We, I, it, we, look, earlier in this year, we saw something we've never seen before. And that's uh, a f- local Federal Reserve come out branch come out and admit on behalf of the Biden administration they might have gotten the jobs creation figures wrong for the first six months of last year. Yeah, you know, we, when we were running for the midterms, we said we created 1.1 million jobs, but that was an oopsie. We got that wrong. It was actually 10,000. Oh, 10,000 a month? Because that'd be a jobs disaster, given the size of this country. No, 10,000 total. Okay. So statistically speaking, you created no jobs and you're telling us you're so sorry that you told us that the jobs creation was the strongest part of your economy and you would create a 1.1 million. Okay, what does this mean? What do do investors across the world know? Now, foreign investors. We are now in the same categories, China and Venezuela and countries like that where the government puts out statistics and you can't trust them. You cannot, the government will lie. So when they say 2.9% growth, and the GDP really are you are you kidding me in the same report I, I just don't believe them I'm like well I'll wait six months and find out what the truth is will you tell me then like you did with the jobs okay cool we'll we'll wait six months and find out because I don't trust anything you say anymore I, just, I mean I don't and this gets right back to what Chuck Todd says: we don't trust our institutions. And so even our financial news isn't real. It used to just be our disasters weren't real. You're going to die of COVID. Oh, CNN admits 90% of the deaths were fake two weeks ago. Okay. Well, our, our financial statistics are like that. You can't trust anything government says. Neither can foreign investors. That's going to be a problem. But this is too. The most troubling information, according to Fox Business in the GDP report, is the precipitous drop in real disposable income which fell over a trillion dollars in 2022. So for context, Fox Business writes, this is the second largest percentage drop in real disposable income ever. Oh. When was the first largest drop in real disposable income? 1932. Worst year of the Great Depression. Oh like totally not even a recession or anything like totally not we are creating not creating jobs in this country i you know the business news is so schizophrenic now after they send in the philadelphia fed to admit like we might have fudged those jobs numbers we're not really creating jobs anymore i you see these news reports people are acting like we're still creating jobs i'm like did you not see the philadelphia we're not creating jobs that's not happening it's like which reality do you pick is the basis for your report i don't know but I think this is interesting. Somehow we're supposed to believe we have 2.9% growth, but also the second largest ever drop in disposable income. Okay, both those things are not happening at the same time. And the first largest drop, this, the, folks, and this is like right on the screaming cusp of the Great Depression. It went, bam! That's where we are. Do you feel it? I feel it. You feel it at the grocery store? And what this is, too, is just your real wages are, they cannot keep up with Biden inflation. We're to the Great Depression, the only one that was worse. Will we go further than this? Why isn't this bigger news? Why? And you know what? You know where it's reflected? In the, the NBC poll, even the left saying this, like we using words like disaster to describe our economic situation. And Joe Biden tweets out, he's super excited. He thinks everything's great. He's the only one. And he gets asked last week, he actually gets a real question from a reporter. You know, what do you say to people who are too poor to buy food now? They can't, they now can't afford food. Folks, that 25% of households with children say they cannot afford all of the food they need. That was going into Christmas, okay? So that sounds like the Great Depression, right? What was Biden's advice to those families? This.
0: And by the way, Families are going to save more than $1,000 a year in tax credits for these vehicles when they purchase one. An energy efficient appliances like refrigerators and washing machines.
2: So if you can't, so that's what they got for you. If you can't afford food, go buy an energy efficient refrigerator. What part of they can't afford food did this man not understand? If you can't afford food, you can't afford a refrigerator. And just because you're on the Chinese payroll, but doesn't mean the rest of us are. We're kind of broke. That's where we are this morning. And people know it. They feel it. They feel it. about Jay Leno. Maybe time for the kids to have the conversation about taking the keys away. 72. Injured in a motorcycle accident. Just reported. Broke a collarbone, two ribs, and get this, both kneecaps. Oh, my God. I went down when I was pregnant. I did that. Oh, on the kneecap. Oh, my God. It's still not right. There's still shards of bone there. Old kneecap injuries—that is so. Your knees are never never the same again. That's after the second-degree burns all over the top half of his body uh, from the auto repair incident. Jeez, he's still recovering from a fire in his garage, Los Angeles, in uh, not in November. Suffered second-degree burns over his upper body, parts of his face, while repairing the fuel line to a 1907 White Stream car. If I'm the kids in that family, I am having a conversation with dad or granddad. Let me take the keys to the garage, the keys to the car. The accident happened on January 17th. It's pretty gnarly. He was driving a 1940 Indian motorcycle, cutting through a parking lot. Somebody had strung a wire across the lot without putting any warning flags on it. He, Leno drove into it and got clotheslined right off the bike. Ah. Oh. He says he kept it quiet at first. He doesn't want to get a reputation. He says, quote, you know, after getting burned up, you get that one for free. After that, you're Harrison Ford crashing airplanes. You just want to keep your head down. I don't know. It hasn't hurt Ford too much. I th- I think that guy has such a draw at the box office. I think they will roll him out of the nursing home in a uh, wheelchair. Prop him up to star in something. He's one of those guys. Just. is just. He's just they're gonna he's just gonna be bankable till he goes out. Okay, uh, let's jump on the common sense retirement planning text line shall we? Uh, see what's going on there? Okay, and it just crashed. Let's not do that and see what's going on there. There we go. Let's try to up that, up that again. All right, coming up um on in the next hour. if you had texted me, on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line and told me six months ago that the NSA, the FBI, and the CIA are controlling what you see online, what you're allowed to say, and the very debates in elections. If you had texted me that on the text line six months ago, I probably wouldn't have even read it. It would have sounded cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Well, we know this to be the case now. It's indisputable. And you know what that proves to me? I may have been criticized by our competition for being too conspiratorial, but I have failed you. I am not conspiratorial enough. I would have said, nah, 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 that's speech censorship. We all know what's going on, but it's just because Democrats and the owners of social media, they're all liberal. I mean, you could see why they'd be censoring us, right? You see why the Democrats would call up and censor us. You had no idea the Democrats were calling up the FBI who was censoring you and that they were acting as the gatekeeper. I mean, if you had told me that, I'd be like, nah, that don't. Oh. Twitter files 15 mind-bending, mind-bending. You know how there have been thousands of articles about election interference by the Russians, Russian disinformation, Russian bots interference in our elections by Russian bots, Russian influence campaigns. All of it, and you just just put that in. I mean, just put go into Google, put it. It will go on for page after page after page after page, right? And the left is living in absolute terror. I mean, Putin is on their heels every day. He's trying to disinform everyone around them. They're so confused. Um, If you write something they haven't seen before, like if you look at my Twitter feed right now, I'm today accused of being a Russian disinformer. That was all fake. And Twitter knew it. They couldn't find any Russian bots because there aren't any. And it turns out there's an organization headed by former heads of the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA that was making up and faking Russian bots, spewing Russian disinformation. It didn't happen. The Russians don't give a rip about what we're doing, but the deep state wants you to think they do. And Twitter knew it the whole time and didn't tell anybody. We've got all their internal documents now because of this Twitter dump. This is going to blow your mind. They literally faked Russian disinformation, terrified the country with it, then used it as a justification to go into Twitter and the other 14 tech platforms from Google to Facebook and said we have to censor because we have to protect you from the Russian disinformation that we set up an entire think tank to fake. Wait, 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 wait. There's no Russian disinformation? No. No. Nope, just the NSA, the CIA, and the FBI faking Russian disinformation and then using it as an excuse to come in with the most massive censorship operation the federal government's ever been busted doing. It's a crazy story. We'll get into it next. And so much more broke over the
0: weekend. Stick around. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?